Talking Wellness with Developmental Services staff, a podcast for direct service professionals in Ontario's developmental services sector. I'm Sue Hutton. I'm a social worker and mindfulness teacher at the CAMH Azraeli Adult Neurodevelopmental Centre. And this podcast series is on well-being of direct staff, and we'll end each episode with some practical mindfulness tools. We'll be talking with staff from all across Ontario in all kinds of different roles supporting people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Okay, I admit it, I'm really excited for everybody to meet Joel Jameson if they don't already know him. I've known Joel for years and he does such amazing work and is such a fun guy to be around. I feel really lucky to be able to be connecting with Joel a little bit with some work these days. Joel Jameson is a Haudenosaunee Iroquois native from Oneida of the Thames. Joel's worked 35 years in developmental services across three different community living agencies. I actually met him a long time ago at one of those uh, one of those three agencies before he is where he is now, which is Community Living Six Nations. Joel grew up with an amazing sister, Gwen, who has Down syndrome, and during the pandemic, Gwen has systematically called Joel every single night at 7 p.m., just like clockwork. Don't you love that? That's how cool Joel is. He's like, I'm there every night at 7. He'll tell you about that in the podcast. Uh, But his life as a brother to Gwen has really fueled his passion to serve people with developmental disabilities and really has led him to this work. He'll tell us about that in the podcast. Um, His work now is as Community Inclusion Supervisor at Community Living Six Nations on the Six Nation Reserve. So I'm very lucky to be talking with Joel Jamison today, and we're going to jump right into it. So Joel, you know that I have always been inspired by your work. I love every opportunity that I get to talk with you. And uh, so really excited for everybody else to hear about you. Can you tell everybody in podcast land a little bit about who you are and what brought you to this work? Yes. Well, hello, Sue, and thanks for having me. It's been a a tough time getting together on these uh, podcasts and uh, Zooms and, you know, technical challenges for for me anyway but i'm glad to be here yeah we we were saying like an asteroid might hit like with this pandemic anything can happen but here we are we made it we made it (laughs) so uh my name is joel jameson i'm a haudenosaunee iroquois native uh from oneida of the thames mostly grew up in toronto and uh and oakville so uh kind of a strange I, i bring a strange uh character to where I work now on uh, Six Nations Reserve. I love that. And Joel, I, I've known you for many, many years. Can you just talk a little bit about like, what was it like when you first started working in developmental services? How many years did you do that? And then can you talk a little bit about the role that you're in now? Yeah, so it's it's been a quite a long time. So when I was going to college at Humber College in Toronto, I started in a program that was called Mental Retardation Counselor. So that's kind of tells you how far back that goes. Wow. 
And then the second year, they had changed the name to developmental service worker. So I had one year as a mental retardation counselor and one year as a developmental service worker. So wow. that was close to 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been working with community living and I've only worked with three agencies. So uh, community living Toronto, I spent 21 years there. Mm-hmm. Most of the time was with employment supports. Mm-hmm. And I worked with community living North Halton, which was Milton Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And I managed a, uh, what used to be a, uh, a workshop, sheltered mm-hmm. workshop, horizon packaging mm-hmm. and employment supports. And then one day I was at a, a powwow actually, uh, on six nations and there was a community living six nations booth. And it was actually, my wife was pointing at the, the booth going, buddy, that's you. <laughs> And I I couldn't believe my eyes, actually, that there was a community living Six Nations. So I went and talked to the lady at the booth and got got all the information and eventually met the uh, executive lead for lunch one day and kind of kind of talked about my history and what I've been doing. And uh, we both agreed we I had to work there. So (laughs) it was a little bit of a great. (laughs) It was a little bit of juggle trying to figure out what I could do, but I think she received some funding for uh, employment supports, which was right up my alley. And uh, I started working there and I've been with Community Living Six Nations now for uh, six years. Yeah. Joel, I also want to ask you a little bit about your family, because I know that you have a sister who you speak very, very passionately about. Um, who has Down syndrome. Can you talk a little bit about how Gwen inspires the work you do? Yes, it's the whole reason probably why I got into the field in the first place. And um, she has taught me so much. And uh, before I even knew there was a developmental service worker program, uh, I was helping my sister with um, just activities that people would create in, in that program, like how to turn the washer and dryer on and I'd push, uh, put green, green spots and red spots. And, you know, so where she knew, knew how to turn, do her own laundry. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was 10 and 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So I, I was learning what I needed to do for my future before I even knew it existed. Yeah. And that's, that's because of her. So this up during this period of COVID-19, my sister has been very isolated uh, she participates in the Community Living Brampton program, mm-hmm. and she hasn't been able to attend that the, any of the programs for uh, the whole 18 months now. Right. So uh, we noticed that she was being quite depressed and upset, and uh, we just she she started calling me, and she was calling me a, a fair bit. So we we decided we need to sort this out. And uh, we made a plan that she would call at 7 p.m. Right. She loved that. So she started calling me every night at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And that's Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, sometimes I'm out. I'm out for dinner. So I know that I have to call my mom or call my sister to let her know that I'm not going to be there at 7. Because at 7 o'clock is when she calls, not 7.03. Yep. You know, not 7.05. At 7 o'clock, my sister's going to call. Amazing. So like tonight, we were having our podcast at 7. Yeah. I called my mom at 6 and said, 
I need to speak to Gwen now. And then she called me right away. We spent our 20 minutes on the phone and uh, she said, I'll call you tomorrow at seven. So she knew tonight was at six, tomorrow's at seven. And uh, that that's how we've been getting through. And it's just mostly what she's been doing. And usually she doesn't have a lot to do. So we have fun. We, we laugh and um, that's how, how she's really made it. Yeah. And I have to say something, Joel, because hearing you talk about Gwen, it's amazing because whenever I talk with you, you know, you're always all about your work and the other people. And then there's your sister. And it just reminds me, yeah, Joel also has this heart and this life and this family and this sister, all this stuff within you that I think for developmental services workers, you know, we have to remember like, everybody's got these multi-dimensions you've got that whole piece with you of this sister who is in your life who you care for her well-being and you know like all of the different directions that our care extends out in right and but somehow joel you i think you use humor a lot <laughs> um, I, do, I do a lot yes. right but you <laughs> you know you you're able to look after all these people in your life and and continue to go but it's just it's a reminder to me that's like yeah because joel's got all this amazing work he does at six nations but he's also got this sister <laughs> that he cares for, and, and your family you're you know you've got family going off to university and different things so just all the different directions that our energy goes in right and yeah and i i think that's how everybody gets into this field uh, they have a a sibling a cousin or somebody and uh i mean you don't really even know that that's a career Right. when when you're younger so for me to be doing that um that was part of my life yeah. my mom was a, a single mother um as a school teacher so she was working um you know it would be longer than my sister would get home on the bus mm -hmm. and i would have to you know spend time with my sister um every day mm -hmm. what are we going to do we're just going to sit there and watch tv we're going to we're going to do things. We're going to have fun. And, and that was the beginning of my career that nobody knew was, yeah. was a job. Yeah. There you were figuring out how to put the colored stickers on the, on how to yes, you know, yeah. the washer and dryer. That's so amazing at 10 years old. Oh, you are amazing. Well, I think that's just what every, everybody does, you know, that we're as a developmental service worker and their, their lives at home are, are so uh, crazy as well. So they have this, this COVID-19, they have to um, put the masks on, put every, you know, be so safe and then go to work. So everybody's been going to work and uh, being safe and then they have their own lives as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah certainly is yeah and it's joel i have to say like i you know seen a lot of different community livings and developmental services agencies all around the province and uh and when i came out with some self-advocates and our director over at arch disability law center and you gave us a tour and we had an opportunity to meet some of the service users and people there you've got a whole other level of magic going at community living six nations can can you 
kind of tell people a little tiny bit about what what's um what's some of the stuff that you do there that makes it so special well first of all i'd like to say that we're we're like every other community living so we're not doing anything different we have a group home we have a um supportive independent living apartment program and we have independent living houses and we have a day program which is changing because of covid but um, that's sort of where our magic happens. And we do a lot of, um, we, we actually hired a cultural coordinator mm -hmm. two or three, actually two years ago. And um, they're bringing the culture to the program. Mm -hmm. So not only is it just a day program where people with uh, developmental disabilities come every day, they're learning about their own culture. I'm learning about the culture. Anybody who comes there is learning about the culture. Sue learned about the culture and the dancing and the singing. I did. Yes. So every day it's just a, something that's um, so exciting. Mm -hmm. We do, do other activities in the community. We do bowling and swimming and regular activities like that. Mm -hmm. But when we have our community members come in and sing to us and talk to us about the drums, talk about the crafts, it... Uh, that's what makes us different. And I know, Joel, that you you told me this when I was there, that there's also something um, particular about which individuals uh, with developmental disabilities can come and receive services there. And that kind of makes it a little bit of a special community. Can you talk a bit about that? Like, who who is it that can come and receive services from Community Living Six Nations? Yeah, so only um, band members from Six Nations uh, and can attend our program. So there's many First Nations across Canada, Ontario. So we're, our agency is only for Six Nations. There is close to 200, might be 200 reserves in Ontario with 100 and 100 some odd nations living on those reserves. And Community Living Six Nations is the only agency that supports adults with developmental disabilities on a reserve under the community living umbrella. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, it really feels like a family community where everybody's connected. Everybody's literally part of the same tribe and, and really connected. I just, I remember feeling it was something really special that you guys had going on there. Um, and it's true. You did get me up dancing. Or yes, actually, I think yes. some of the participants in the program got me up uh, learning hoop dancing that looked very fancy and very challenging. And yeah, it was really neat to um, to learn that with uh, with yes, your it's, community. It's something that's very exciting when we have guests. We we plan these things, but it's not doesn't yeah. have to be a planned event. We do yeah. these things on a regular basis. Yeah. But if somebody's coming, of course, we kick it up a little bit. Um, well, yeah, I could tell that it wasn't um, a one-off because a lot of the participants uh, in your program out there were like really good at the hoop dancing. And I think that you were telling me some of them have competed in powwows, right? And Yes, yes. It was part of their goal. So pretty much everybody has uh, uh, um, a, a goal, goals that they want to do. And mm -hmm. some, one of our individuals' goal was to participate in a powwow mm -hmm. and we had some trouble with uh trying to find out where there was going to be a powwow how we were going to get him there how are we going to support him yeah. and all we had to do was get him there yeah. and he was dancing <laughs> oh, so very it. exciting 
Oh, it's just, it's so, it's so inspiring. And, and, you know, it's, it's been also like to talk about some of the challenges, you know, on this podcast where, you know, it's called Talking Wellness. We're talking about, you know, how are we taking care of ourselves um, as developmental services workers during this pandemic? And it's inspiring talking to you. And, you know, Joel, you don't even know this, but I've got to say, you feed me just in your humor, your presence, the way you are as a human being. I love our communications and it's always really, uh, really nice to, to connect with you, even in our messages. Um, you, you just, you really bring a, a, a warm presence to who you are. And, you know, some of the talks you and I have had back and forth with our messaging have been about the, the dark things that we've been discovering during this pandemic all of the residential schools, the unmarked graves, um, you know, and you and I talk, talked a little bit about some of the, the, the stories that the disability community also knows about unmarked graves behind that institutions, right? Right. And I remember talking with you about, I think you were saying that, you know, all of that history that's being unearthed and the, the darkness, um, you know, that's kind of unfolding as we're learning about this. Uh, I think you said that's mm -hmm. going to have an impact on staff morale um, on the reserve, right? Yes, and it's been challenging for us to speak to individuals about it. We haven't really even talked about it because this kind of happened during the COVID time and our guys haven't mm -hmm. been at the location. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's something we might talk about once the programs start opening up again. Yeah. But right now we're hoping families are talking about it and yeah. uh, maybe they're not, but uh, yeah. I know the, the staff are talking about it and uh, participating in, in different walks and things like that. So that's, you know, that's exciting to help, help their hearts as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like so many levels of healing happening right now. And, um, you know, this is something that, you know, we'll be creating to unleash for the world at another time. But gotta say too, Joel, you've you've met with a group of self advocates um, uh, to talk about um, a little bit about that. We've talked a little bit about the residential school history, the creation of um, land acknowledgement, and and what I really liked about all of that, Joel, was you know you were sort of really open to this idea of let's create something at Community Living Six Nations, or however we do this, something positive to look forward to, something creative and positive, an inclusive way of teaching people with developmental disabilities about Indigenous history and and finding a way. And I think, I think was it you or was it one of the self-advocates who said, let's do an inclusive powwow? Yes, your guys are amazing. I'm so happy to be part of that program and or the the conversations that happen and yeah. they 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 shocked me because I'm not prepared for some of their questions. I was just you know oh wow like you guys really know your stuff and you spend a lot of time with them or they have have educated themselves on uh, land acknowledgments and things yeah. like that. So uh, I I get uh, I get stopped in my shoes once in a while when when asking questions but it has yeah. been very exciting and our guys um will will definitely love an event we'll put on an event 
Yeah. We'll put on a, a powwow. We'll put on a, a walk. And, um, you know, like our guys, we don't have to ask them to dance. <laughs> they, you know, me, if you say, Joel, come on up and dance, we're going to do a dance. Uh, you know, I'm hesitant. Yeah, yeah, and uh, our guys at, at uh, Community Living Six Nations will be the first ones up. I they're, love it. They're dancing. So uh, if we decide to put something on, it will be great. It will be fun. And uh, um, everyone is looking forward to these activities. Exactly. So exactly. They, they, they can hardly wait. Exactly. Having Having something that we can look forward to. And, um, and I think it's fun for staff too, you know, because right, right now, of course, you and I are talking about the, you know, the connection that we've been making, you know, working with self-advocates around these things. But I, I like how you said, like, it's good for the hearts of staff to, yes, yes. Uh, you know, to work on, on some of this to share and to have some, some time for healing and, and coming together. And yeah. it sounds like, it sounds, Joel, like you, you really go out of your way just to try and spend time listening, uh, being there for the staff in, in whatever way you can. And I think it's just having these conversations, knowing that we're connected, right? Knowing that we're not alone, we're, we're going to get through this. Yes, um, yes. It's been so amazing. Yeah, and I, I do enjoy uh, being involved with, with the staff and where they are, and maybe to my fault a little bit too much. Um, you know, I, I almost, I've been called not only by staff, but uh, one of the individuals calls me pro-dad. Pro-dad? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm not just the dad, I'm the pro-dad over there. And, you know, right down to my sandals at work. Right. I think I'm, you know, I was thinking I'm looking pretty cool. And they go, those are such dad sandals. And I'm oh. like, what? what? <laughs> so um, I, I, I feel I've become part of their, their families, part of their, you know, like, like their dad. They come to me for, to, um, I actually really had a hard time getting one individual to not call me dad because I wasn't his dad. And, oh, uh, right, so, right. um, you know, those things, those things happen when you get involved with people's lives and, and care about them. And the same with the staff, you know, you, these people, these, they've been working very hard yeah. for the last 18 months. Yeah. And, you know, we can't really do anything. Um, I think we talked about, yeah. uh, in another conversation about, um, management, giving them t-shirts and incentive gift cards and things right, like that. Right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're exhausted and you want to go home Yeah. and you know, you got a gift card. It's, <laughs> it's, it's nice, but yeah. you're beat. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Uh, and it, and, and there's nothing more kind of humanizing or replenishing than being seen and, and I know what you're saying. It's, you know, we all, we do our training and we know that we have professional boundaries. And then we also know that people live in an isolating world. And so many people say to us, oh, you're like family. And then we're careful to say, well, remember I'm a worker. I'm not a, you know, right. but, yes. but, but it's that presence. It's that listening. It's that embodied. I'm here with you which just says right. more than anything than, than, than a gift card or a t-shirt can ever right. say. <laughs> so, I think that's what our, our staff is waiting for that. They, you know, we've started back really slowly and we're doing one-on-one um, -on -one activities. So mm -hmm. it, it's usually a morning 
people are getting picked up and dropped back by lunchtime and then picked up. Another individual will be picked up at, for after lunch and, you know, going out and doing activities and hanging out. And right. it doesn't have to be anything now. It's getting away from that house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going going to Tim's in a car ride is yeah. not an activity. But when you've been in the house for 18 months, yeah. uh, if you can get to see, you know, get yeah. get out of the house and go down the street and you're with you're with other individuals. Wow. You know, this, this world has changed. Yeah. And I and Joel, you're just totally underlining like the importance of relationships, you know, and uh, I think that's what gets us through and and uh well i have to say thank you because even though you're out there at community living six nations i'm down here in toronto i i feel like you're you're another one of the people in my constellation you know where all these stars like this constellation yes you're, yes you're one of those stars in my constellation so i i know that you're always there and uh and uh you know thanks for yeah, it's been, been, it. yeah, it's been great. I've, uh, our, our paths have crossed a number of times working in Toronto and on Community Living Ontario conferences. We sort yep. of crisscrossed and, yep. and then we smashed right into each other. And now you've uh, come out to our program and, had, you know, learned some hoop dancing. And, you know, that's what we hope for everybody. Yeah. Come yeah. out and see what we're doing here. Um, I think people will be... Uh, uh, not only amazed, but they're going to love it. I agree. And Joel, we cannot get out of this conversation without talking about my favorite place in the world, your gift shop. Oh, yes. You, oh, yes, oh, my yeah. gosh. Can you can you just talk a little tiny bit about the kind of stuff you have there and, and, and where do the proceeds go? Can you tell us about the Community Living Six Nations gift shop? Well, the whole whole plan of the gift shop was not my vision it happened long before i ever arrived there but part of my vision is not to run a gift shop i don't know how to run a gift shop i i'm not probably very successful at it my success comes with working with the individuals that go to the gift shop um, showing up for work loving work learning new skills mm -hmm. uh, hopefully getting jobs out into the community from the gift shop. So that's sort of the philosophy of the gift shop. Mm -hmm. And uh, we try to sell uh, crafts from the community, um, t-shirts, anything that we can, but the whole, like, the whole idea of it is to tag the shirts, to hang the shirts, to present the, uh, the products. So customers come in and they feel like they're in a gift shop mm -hmm. and they, the product is is valuable and mm -hmm. uh the individuals get to learn how to do the visas the mastercards the cash uh the bagging you know presenting the stuff so uh yeah. you know that people are are happy with their items oh so that, that that's absolutely. really the gift shop yeah and joel i mean you know i went on a bit of a shopping spree there i've got um and I'd love for you to say a couple words about Lynn, who makes those beautiful scarves. I've got the scarf that I wear all the time that Lynn made that I bought when I was there. Can, can you say yes. a couple words about Lynn and those scarves? Yes, Lynn does amazing work. She makes quilts for people. So if people are looking for quilts, she can help them with them. She makes her own quilt. The first week that I was working at Community Living Six Nations, I bought one of her quilts because I had to have it. It's in my car. And, you know, <laughs> I... 
it sounds like, oh my God, it's just in your car, but that's where I am. I need that quilt. Um, um, So she makes knitting, crochet, scarves, um, amazing things. And anything that is purchased from the gift shop that Lynn made, the money goes to Lynn. Yeah. We have a gentleman that... She said, sorry, just to clarify, Lynn's supported by your supported independent living program, right? She's in, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's, uh, she doesn't actually work in the, in the gift shop. She comes as a vendor and she drops off, uh, whatever she's made. She makes incredible, uh, aprons Mm -hmm. and, uh, depending on the, uh, the season, Mm -hmm. she makes beautiful corn husk aprons that print the print mm-hmm. is like a corn looks like corn on the cob uh she makes christmas aprons and uh, they they sell really well oh. but but she's she is a community member yeah when when she comes in to drop off her stuff um that that's her stuff that's somebody else who's painted is a bead does bead work or leather work mm-hmm. she's not there as an individual who's in support she's she's a vendor yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's, um, well, Joel, I'm going to be making plans to book a visit to come out and do some of my holiday shopping out there to support Lynn and to support you guys. Cause yes, yes. Such good stuff. So we can hardly wait. We, I don't, we don't even care if we sell anything. We just want to see people coming in again. Know. You know, it's, it's such a crazy time. Yeah. Oh, well, Joel, we will, um, we will link, um, to any information that you want to share about community living six nations and what you do. So we'll have a link to that on our page accompanying this podcast. That's great. So people can uh, connect and find out more about you guys. And, um, so with all of our, um, podcasts, we end with a very brief, uh, guided meditation just to help staff kind of get their feet on the ground. And, uh, so why don't we do a little one now? I know you're an avid golfer, right? Yes. I, I, it's well known. So it's, it used to be a secret, but it's out. Which is so great. I'm not a golfer, but why don't, why don't we do, um, a brief, uh, brief guided meditation, sort of bringing in some of the nature imagery that might be out there on the golf course. But before we do that, will you teach us one word in your traditional language? Well, I, I can teach you three. Uh, so uh, one one is when we greet each other, we say Sigully. So when we met when we met today or when we started talking, we would say Sigully. And that is hello. Sigully. Sigully. Yes. <laughs> and uh, um, when we say um, thank you, uh, and actually these are, so there's in, six nations is made up of six, six different um, um, groups. So uh, different tribes. And so Sigully is Oneida. Mm-hmm. And if you were to say that to somebody who is Mohawk, they may or may not know what you're saying because it's totally different language of the six tribes mm-hmm. so Sigully is oneida and that's hello mm-hmm. and thank you is yao yao it's almost like yao like you hurt your finger <laughs> <laughs> so it's yao yao and and uh um oh i forgot the other one so you know usually usually it's uh we 
we don't say goodbye and we say we say thank you or um, Sagoli as well. So Sagoli would be a greeting for hello and goodbye. Sagoli. 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 I love it. I love it. And shall we shall we do a very brief guided meditation right now? Just bringing sure. bringing Joel on the golf course into uh, amazing <laughs> to our <laughs> minds. Okay, so let's let's do a really brief little practice right now. And um, okay, so let's just allow ourselves to feel ourselves where we are right here, right now. Feel free to close your eyes and. Feel free to place a hand on the belly if you like and take a nice deep breath in. Can you feel yourself breathing into the palm of your hand, feeling your belly expanding out like a balloon? And then breathing out also through the nose, just feeling the warm air just coming out. You might feel it on the top of the skin above the upper lip. One more nice deep breath in. Belly expands out. And then when you breathe out, can you feel yourself relaxing, your muscles getting a little bit more relaxed? And then one more time, breathing in, belly expands out. And then breathing out, just letting ourselves relax. Now just take a moment and picture yourself somewhere where you feel very nourished and nurtured by nature. So that might be a beautiful golf course with the vibrant green, allowing the bright color of the greens, perhaps the trees, perhaps the sky to just fill your vision and almost imagining that your mind can become as clear, as colorful, as vibrant as that beautiful nature scene you're looking at. Feeling yourself breathing in now. And can you imagine that you can breathe in that beautiful, clear vision of nature? And then as you breathe out, can you feel your body relaxing down, allowing any tension, any stress, any worries just to fall down to the ground? Almost like you befriend gravity on the exhale. Breathing in again, feeling yourself being nurtured by nature all around you, above you, in front of you, beside you, behind you, below you. You're held and bathed in the beauty of nature. Breathing it in so all the cells in your body being nurtured. Breathing out, allowing anything you want to let go of just go right down into the ground. The earth will receive it for you. Breathing in again, feeling that fullness, that clear, pristine nature, just filling the body as you breathe in deeply. And breathing out, befriending gravity, allowing any tension to just drop down to the ground. And take another few breaths in, just relaxing as you breathe in and breathe out. Can you take note of where you might be holding any tension in the body, perhaps the forehead, the jaws, the shoulders, the hands? So we just become aware of where we're holding any fight, flight, or freeze response in the body. 
Just let it go. You have permission to let it go. Just allow yourself to relax. Just let it go and relax a bit more with the next breath. And then one last healing breath in, feeling the body being nurtured, calm and still. And then breathing out, feeling completely supported by the earth, totally held and bathed in this nature surrounding us. Ah, one more breath in and then feel free to open your eyes if you had them closed. All right. So there's yeah. a little meditation inspired by Joel on the golf course. That was amazing. We actually should have done that before we started. I'm, I'm actually really calm now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think of you out there on the golf course, and I just picture you breathing in the beautiful green <laughs> colors, you know? It, yeah. It's true. It's, uh, it's somewhere where I can go where... Uh, is not our house anymore. We can get out of the house. We can get out of the basement and uh, you feel like you're a human being again. Oh, beautiful. Joel, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all the amazing work that you do at Six Nations and just the amazing person that you are. Thank you. Well, so thank much. you. I appreciate it. And we, uh, we hope to see you soon. And, and, uh, your whole crew, I, I know they're excited to come out and see us, so we'll we'll plan some activities. We will connect. Joel yes. Sagali. Sagali. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the KMH Azraeli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center in Toronto. That always feels like such a mouthful. And it's in uh, partnership with the Provincial Network on Developmental Services and funded by the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services. The podcast is part of the Cultivating Community Wellness Initiative. Thank you to our very own Katie Cardiff, who has edited these sessions for your listening pleasure. And thank you musician and producer Kevin Laliberté who has put together the beautiful music that you are hearing in these episodes. Most of all, thank you to all of you out there in developmental services doing the work that is so important and so unseen. We celebrate you and thank you. Take care and we'll see you next week.